Welcome back to Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the best from the world of CrossFit. Podcasts, news, special interest, health, fitness. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Hit the notifier so you're the first to know when we have new episodes. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. Uh, my name is Scott Switzer. I'm your host. I have my co-host Kat Shear with us, and we have CrossFit legend Mary Beth. I knew I was going to do this. Prodromitis. 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 <laughs> and that is that is very Greek, right? Very Greek. <laughs> very Greek. Yeah, I noticed like on your Facebook that you you talk about your mom and, and you use Greek words to describe her and stuff. So is that Greek heritage very important to you? Oh yes. And Greek heritage is all about family. So definitely, definitely all of it. Yeah. That's really awesome. Um, we got to see you at the CrossFit games this year. Um, when your fifth master's title um, your seventh podium, and that was your eighth trip to the games? Ninth. Ninth. Ninth trip to the games. Usually when we have people on here, I started CrossFit in 2011. It is very rare that our guest started before me. <laughs> but you started in 2010. Yeah, I did. Uh, do, you, do you want me to tell you how I started? Yes, please. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay, because it's really kind of fun. <laughs> um, my, my friend, Sarah, Sarah Francis, I trained her at a global gym. And then like six weeks later, she comes back to me. She says, Marbeth, you got to try this thing called CrossFit. And I was like, yeah, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then six months later, I finally tried it. And I, it, it was totally just, as she said, Marbeth, they train us the same way you train train me in the gym. I just supersetted and did a lot of circuits like that and heavy weights here and there. But um, CrossFit was uh, like a dream come true. Walk into a class and I don't have to program anything. Oh my God. And, and there's a coach there saying, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> you know, how can you beat that? So were you a personal trainer at the time? Yes, I was. And is that sort of what, did you go to school for that? How did you become a personal trainer? Okay, since I was 13, I have trained people. When I was 13, I just taught people gymnastics in our neighborhood on the grass. So that right. started my coaching career. I, I see that as that. But um, throughout, throughout um, my life, you know, when I was in high school, people would ask me to help them out and get them ready for different events for track and field and stuff like that. And then, um, what did I do? I got married, had four kids, and I started teaching aerobics, and that was right up my alley, meaning I could do it and it didn't affect my family very much. And then, um, what did I do? I got a personal trainer for weightlifting. And that was the start of my weightlifting. And I was probably in my like 38, 39, 40s then. And during that time, sometime, uh, I can't remember, 
so long ago, it's hard to remember sometimes these big significant dates in your life. Um, <laughs> but I did get divorced and I went to college and I got my degree. I was gonna get a PE degree, but instead I got an English degree, okay? But then when I went to any of my interviews, they, they were, I was always like being directed to, towards PE. So I interviewed for a PE job and I told them, my degree, mine uh, is in English, but I have a really strong uh, phys ed background. And they were like, we are totally looking for you because I, I had taught at a Christian school at, for a little while PE and I integrated reading and math into the lesson plans. And that's what they were looking for in Cedar Ridge. And then um, they just scooped me up we moved to Cedar Edge. That's about an hour and 10 minutes away from where I am now. And I taught there for 11 years and I coached volleyball, track, a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff up there. But my fitness was all about aerobics and I just taught aerobics. I had my own aerobics thing, had my own gymnastics program for kids after school, grown ups in the morning, kids all day, little kids after school. So I've been coaching a long time like that. And, um, Let's see. Where did where did you do all that, Mary Beth? The the coaching of the gymnastics and oh, the... So I did that up in Cedar Ridge. Like, was it at your house? Was it at a gym? Oh no, no, no. I was. At, oh, I'm sorry. I got my That's degree okay. right in English, but I was the, they hired me as their elementary PE teacher. Got it. So okay. I I taught PE all day, every day, and coached after school because my kids were growing up then and in these sports and I didn't, I wanted to be around, but I didn't want to bug them. So I always like, I was a shot and disc coach. Hmm. <laughs> I threw a shot in high school, but I didn't want to rain on their parade. You know, they're running, they run really fast. And so I, I, I but I coached some volleyball and basketball up there you know, all those kinds of things, but that was a so, while ago. You were in your forties then when you started yeah. that career? Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. I was old. I graduated when I was 39, I believe. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. I, I matured late. So <laughs> that's okay. I mean, that's when I started coaching. I was probably 41 or 42 when I started CrossFit coaching and, and I only found CrossFit when I was 40. So yeah, makes sense. I was 49 when I started CrossFit. And if somebody would have told me in however many years it is, you'll be a five-time world champ, I would have laughed at them in their face. Okay. Cause you know, when I started CrossFit, I could do two pull-ups strict. That's it. You know, Kipping. That's more than a lot of people could do. Kipping, I wanted to shoot myself. I did not understand the kipping at all, but now I do. But you know, that that's just funny. Do you remember your first CrossFit workout? Oh, what was it? It was horrible. Yeah, it was five rounds. You run eight hundred meters, and do something else. I don't know what they had us do, but mm -hmm. something. Two other exercises. And I remember turning to Melissa it, during the third round and saying, I just don't know if I can do this. <laughs> Did it take you by surprise, sort of the, the, the athleticism that was required to sort of get through that class? Yeah, it took, yeah. It took a whole bunch because I didn't walk. 
know, I was bound and determined not to mm -hmm. walk, but right. that was probably the furthest I'd ran in a long time. I think we all probably went out a little too hot on our first CrossFit class. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking it was just, that we could do more than we actually could. It's humbling, really. Yeah, it is. It is. I, I can honestly say that every workout that I do that's CrossFit that I put my soul into, I always feel like I'm beginning again. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, the fitter you are, the more you can do. And so then that just, that just keeps pushing you to try harder or to back off, depending on the day. I just wanted our listeners to see all seven medals from your <laughs> career. So I made sure to pull that up, uh, the five golds and the two silver. <clears throat> That's rare company. That's yeah. so crazy because it's like surreal. <laughs> I bet. Now, you've been through a lot of iterations of the CrossFit Games, right? Mm -hmm. You've been, presumably, you've been to California mm -hmm. to compete. You've been to Madison. You've done age group online qualifiers. You've done this sort of quarterfinal thing this year. Um, how is that evolution? Like, how do you sort of stay on top of all that? Do you have a coach? I do have a coach. Brute strength okay. team. BruteStrengthTraining.com. Um, my coach is Daniel Condon, and he's he's been really great for me this How year. How long have you been working with, with them? With them since 2000, let's see. The end of 2015, I think. Oh, so quite a, quite a while then. I trust these guys. Plus they know, they know all my stuff. Sure. And they, they kind of can tell when I'm dogging it. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know, you, that's about the time that you had the shoulder injury, correct? Oh, gosh. Um, in 2014, uh, going into the final workout, um, we already knew my shoulder was hurt pretty bad, okay? And we went back to the Rosti tent and they said, um, I think it was them or rock tape, whoever the doctor was, I can't remember. But he, he says, I don't suggest you continue. And my coach looked at me, that was Cody Burkhart at the time with CrossFit Endurance, I think. Anyway, um, he, he looked at me, he goes, well, what do you want to do, Mary Beth? Like, oh, we're at the CrossFit Games. I'm doing it, you know? So I did one mus ring muscle up in, in warm up. And then we take the shenagers out of it. And um, it was a really fun workout. And it was a sprint. And it was it was run across the football field and back, do five muscle-ups. I can't even remember. And then go do five um, power snatches at 85. And um, I, I barely won that one, but I won it. And that is crazy with how bad my shoulder hurt. You won that year with the bum shoulder. I did. <clears throat> and then it was really, really hard the next year and a half or so to get it back, to get it back. It was my right shoulder as well. And did you have surgery or I sure did. I had okay. four my rotators were torn and I tore my bicep tendon. Okay. So that was 2014. 
But do you plan that like right after the games, knowing that you sort of want to get back as quickly as possible to the next season? I didn't. I didn't compete in 2015. I knew Got. I wouldn't. I knew okay. I and and at that point, I don't want to. I don't want really. To I just wanted to get well. I hate being hurt. It screws up everything in my life. I mean, I can't take care of my dad. I can't play with my grandchildren. Can't go on adventures. Yeah, I would rather um, be healthy than hurt. Definitely. Did you think that your competitive CrossFit career was over, or you just knew that it was going to take some time to get back to it? At that point, I knew it'd just take some time. I knew it'd just take some time. Um, but I came back because I came back in 2016 and won. Was that the year of the axle bar cleans? That is a great workout. <laughs> yes. Talk about that a little bit. So I, I saw that in person. I was there as a spectator, and I couldn't believe what was happening. That was so fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is one of the memories that I hold because it always makes me really happy. It makes me smile because I remember standing there before I'm going to go and coach said, Nick Fowler with Brute, he said, Mary Beth, how, what are you going to do for pull-ups? I go, well, what do you think? I did 19 unbroken the other day with 14-pound vests. I think I'll do 19. That's what I told him. But when I got on that bar, there was no way I was coming off that bar. There's mm -hmm. no way. So I did all 27. And that put me so far ahead of everybody because I didn't break my pull-ups. And then um, when it got to the axle bar, I just really, 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 um, I watched Brooke Entz because mm -hmm. she was so, she's so good, you know, and, and she flipped her hands, you know, mixed grip to do the cleans. So um, deadlifts were no problem. Um, the cleans, they, they went just fine. They were a little bit of struggle, but shoulder to overhead, um, that was easy. It wasn't easy. I'm not gonna say it was easy. It was hard, but there was something really great about it. And that there was, is. yeah, yeah, that was, okay. So <laughs> just imagine where, where I'm looking straight ahead, right? There's my family, okay? up in the bleachers. And then above that is the, what do you call the big screen thing? Okay, like the Jumbotron. Yeah, the Jumbotron. And I could see myself, and I was like, no, this can't be right. This is crazy. And all I could think was, get to your family, get to your family. It was a great workout for me. <laughs> That's super cool. Yeah, I remember being very, very impressed with all of the Masters athletes at the Games watching that event. It was unreal. And in the tennis stadium, just lots of electricity, lots of fun. It was fun and I, really fun in California, I thought. Yeah. It seemed like the crowd was closer. Yeah. And that, I'll tell you, when the crowd is closer, you feel all of it a lot more. Do you uh, do, do off-season was... competitions, Mary Beth? I'm sorry. Do you do any off-season competitions? No, I haven't. Um, I've done a few and it's... It seems like, um, well, we won't set this in stone, but oh, I did a team competition once and I, oh, and that was fun, but it's the beast in me, that competitive beast. You know, these people are way younger than me. 
Sure. And period, but trying to keep up and maybe even being able to keep up, but it seems like I, I always pay for it somewhere in my body because I don't mm -hmm. have that beast leashed, reined in any. It's just like, it's hard to, for me to not to, to hold back, okay? Right. But um, I did do a competition in Las Vegas with my nephew. Oh my God, I haven't had so much fun in my life. <laughs> we didn't win, we didn't care. We just had so much fun. It was just like every aunt's dream, you know, to do something like that with her nephew. <laughs> Is he, a, is he a teenager or? Oh, he's grown now. Grown. Mm -hmm. So it was, um, we did it, I don't know what year that was, maybe in 2016, maybe, yeah. Maybe. Fun. So, but don't you get an automatic invite to like Legends Championship or uh -huh. MFC and I, no, I was, no desire to do those? I was invited, this is my first time to Legends okay. um, and I was going to do it and then, um, the stress, oh, you guys just don't know what my life is like around here. I'm sure all masters have have their stuff, but we have a lot of stuff going on here. Um, can you tell us about it? Sure, I can. Okay, I might, we have time. I might, I might cry. It's okay. People cry on this podcast all the time. It's okay. In September, my mom and dad, I'll just paint the stage. And, um, my dad's blind was blind and um, declining, let's put it that way. Um, this is last September? Yeah, and then um, my the caregiver we had for hospice, he got COVID, okay, the caregiver. Then my son got COVID, and then my mom and dad got COVID. And so I called my brothers, I said, I can't do this by myself, you guys need to come help me. So Dean and Pete came home to help me, they got COVID. And then um, my mom wouldn't let me touch her. She's diabetic. I have to touch her, you know? Mm -hmm. She wouldn't let me touch her. So I called the doctor, and she said, Mary Beth, your mom needs to go to the hospital. And it was really hard to know what to do at that point because they both had told me they didn't want to go to the hospital, all right? So then um, I this is really weird. Um, I t went in their room, and I said, Dad mom's doctor dr laura wants mom to go to the hospital and he sat up in bed and he looked at me he looked at me he can't see me he looked directly at me and he said send your mom to the hospital mm. so called the ambulance sent my mom to the hospital really hard to do because i was torn between going with my mom or staying with my dad and all the sick people right and sure. then and then um the next day, my dad died. Oh, geez. Okay. So that was really, really hard. Big surprise, yeah. I, I just envy those people who's, who um, fall asleep mm. and go to heaven. It just wasn't like that. He wasn't scared or anything. He had great faith in God, okay? But it was really hard on me. I just I just sang all my dad's favorite songs and he went and then we told the hospital do not give my mom her cell phone no matter what do not give it to her because my dad is a very valued person in the community 
okay? And um, we didn't want somebody to tell her before we could. And at that point, they would let us go visit her. Mm. Obviously, right? Right. So uh, I get my mom. I don't even know how she got her phone. I don't even know how she managed to text because she was very sick. Okay. Mm. She says, "What's this about my husband being dead?" Oh no! It was horrible, horrible yeah. experience. Anyway, um, so my little I gave the phone to my little brother because I was so angry, and um, he talked to mom and then he talked to uh, not the nurses or anybody he got to talk to higher up people and they said that we could come and be with oh, my good. mom while she grieves so we went and and then um my mom started doing really bad again so it was like she started to get better then she did really bad and then she started to get better and then she do really bad and then i don't know i don't know how it was a miracle. We got to bring her home. We did get to bring her home. And then the next four months, we didn't know which way it was going to go. And then um, she just rallied. It was really mm -hmm. cool. She rallied enough so we could finally have a funeral for my dad. So we did that in December, but that was really, really hard. He's He was a former Greek Orthodox priest, so and mm -hmm. he was also the chaplain at the developmental disabled place we have here in Junction. Anyway, a lot of people came. It was very hard. And um, long story short, we had like four months where my mom was building, 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 getting better, doing exercises with me in my in the garage gym because that's what we did. My brother Pete, he helped me convert the garage into a gym so that I could train and take care of them mm -hmm. and train people. And then um, in May, my mom had a stroke. Oh. I'll tell you, it's been hard. And um, it's been really hard. But uh, how, she, old is, how old is your mom? She's 84 and she's doing okay now. She's starting to come back. She had left side weakness. She, I mean, today was, a, she could go like this was, which, we haven't had yet and she's starting to be able to close and open her hand so it's a long haul but the thing about all this is i remember i needed to do workout number five for semifinals mm -hmm. and like and my mom's in the hospital and she's had a stroke do you know what i mean it was so yeah. hard to do that workout Ugh. and that workout sucked <laughs> right. It was wobbles, and you had to do it in two minutes, and yep. they changed the standard on us old, older, chronologically older people to a 14-pound ball and a 10-foot target. Oh, my God, that was so difficult. It took every ounce of mental fortitude to do do it, to do it, Yeah. and yeah. good enough to stay in the race, but... Um, I told those guys, my friends who helped me afterwards, I said, you guys, I don't want you to be disappointed, but I, even if I make it, I don't think I'm going to the games. That's what oh. I told them. I go, my mom is sick. But then, when I got the invite to go to the games, uh, 
I talked to my coach and he said, he said, why not? Why not go? You'll be, you'll be living out your little philosophy of life of hoping to be inspiring to people to carry on through hardship and take care of themselves and not just let everything go because you run into a little bit of hardship. And I said, oh, coach, I don't know. I don't know. I'll just have to really pray about it. And I talked to my brothers and they were like, we'll come help. So I, so I, so my break from caretaking was, was going games. to the CrossFit Games <laughs> where you're going to be totally challenged beyond, beyond your right scope. <laughs> and then plus I was still dealing with, um, I didn't want to get hurt. Mm -hmm. Sure. And I mean, so one of the biggest fears was that they would have overhead squats. I, I want to kind of wrap this up into like a okay. cool bow because I read this really cool story where your parents were always at everything you ever did. They were very supportive parents, but because your dad was blind, he didn't get to see you ever at the CrossFit games, but because of your belief system, you believe that he got to see you for the first time ever oh. this year. Yes. Oh, I love that. That that's going to make I me cry. <laughs> that's awesome. Yep, he saw me. He saw me dying. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever did you ever think about him in those hard moments of a workout? Um, yeah, there was there I can remember him. I could just have a memory. Grab my face and say, I don't care how you do. I'm proud of you already. So that was there. And then there was a moment when I was starting to get super competitive inside, which if I don't control that a little bit, it seems to lead me off in a, a, a not so safe pattern for my body and um and i just felt like he said he said Harry Beth, you don't have to win at all you don't have to win every wad to win you know and i told my coach i go coach i don't have to win every wad to win and then it was like shoot i should have never said that out loud because then i got second in a few it's like what's going on and then i had to just regroup and focus and yeah so he's so, there so you're you're giving me the lead in so well on this um so i know coming into this year's games you were worried about your body was it going to hold up you had taken two years off before you came back this year Oh, and 2019, I was off. 2020, I was off. 2021, I was off. And there were moments where you questioned whether your body would be able to hold up, but you, you had a change in mindset. And I want you to tell us about that, that you went from, I got to win it all to just let's go have fun. Yeah, it was, um, it was my friend, Paul Shapley. He, um, I was telling him I was being a little baby. That was what I was doing. And he said, Mary Beth, do you realize that anybody who even qualifies to go to the games is, is so lucky? Do you know how many of us want to be that person? 
we want to be that person and here you are worrying and i was just like god i went home and i went okay so i need to have a paradigm shift you know and go into the games of who cares who cares if you take first or you take 10th you get to go to the crossfit games mary beth and then i did it was like i went in and i and i had of course i want to do my best that, that that's a given right to do my best but the second and third thing i didn't want to get hurt and i wanted to be more social than i've ever been because when, during those three years that i um, was not able um i missed my friends women who are like me who were like me because my peers in the world they're nothing like me i love them to death don't get me wrong I love all my friends who are my age, you know, but I being around people who want to be fit like me. Oh my God. I wish I could just bring them all home with me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like that. I often, I have a lot of friends that don't do CrossFit either. And you know, there's always, we're always like meeting for coffee or meeting for a drink or meeting for a meal. And I always, you know, wish I could say, why don't you just come to my gym and we'll do a workout together? Because you can, you know, socialize still and hang out and nobody's really biting, but that's still, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year and it's still something that I'm trying to get my friends, you know, my close friends to do a little more often. What a cool idea. Right? Just come and work out. We can still go get coffee afterwards or, you know, get a meal, but instead of it always just be focusing around, you know, food or something that's maybe not so unhealthy is like, let's go, let's move a little bit first. That's awesome. I'm, yeah. I think I'm going to steal that. You should try that. Yeah. Because I feel pretty isolated. Yeah, it can be for sure. And I imagine as you get older, it's, it, it's worse, right? Because I mean, for, for us as CrossFitters in our fifties, you know, we're still the, you know, the top, I don't know, 2%, 3% of the population. But for you in your sixties, you're like the top 0.2% of your population, you know, people your age, your peers, I'm sure. Yeah, I did. It's, yeah. yeah. I don't know how many grandmas are that jacked. Right? <laughs> That's so funny. I mean, let's, let's right. be real. A grandma with abs. There aren't too many of those around. <laughs> um, so my earbuds went out for a second, but I, I know you told a story, and hopefully I'm not repeating this, that there was a moment in the games where you had your coaches hold you back, leash the beast, right? And then on the final day with the final event, you knew you could win it with a top two performance. And that's when your coaches said something to you. Mm -hmm. And do you want to walk us through that? Sure. I will walk you through that because um, not big on knowing where I'm, I am at on the leaderboard during because it really doesn't matter till the end, right? So you're supposed to go out there and try hard every time. Um, but I was sensing that it, this is imperative, kind of that feeling. Like important information that you it needed to know, <laughs> right? Because very good. This is this is it. All of it. Bring it all. Bring it on. And I was like, yeah, there's. It's a sprint all out i'm good at sprints and then i just started having positive affirmations from come from 
I, I work with uh, Mindset RX and they, they have some really good stuff in there, but I just remember one of my talks with one of my coaches and, and this was when I was still trying to decide, should I go, should I not? And he started saying, well, if you go, you gotta go. You gotta commit. You can't not commit because that's another place where you can get hurt if you're not committed, right? Sure. So I, um, but then he started saying these, he said, I am determined, I am strong. I am, you know, those I am sure. statements, right? And I remember I was just thinking about the workout. Okay, the echo bike for 15 calories, you know you're gonna get off middle of the pack. I mean, it's good to know who you are as an athlete. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But, but I needed to go faster than I've ever gone in my life on that bike, right? And then the burpees were, I loved them because you could put your hands on the box. Who cares if it was 30 inches high? It didn't even matter. It's like, I can put my hands on the box. Yay. Okay. So anyway, then I knew I could be really speedy on the burpees. And then the sandbag plane, it's only 50 pounds. And it's only 10 of them. And at home, I have a hundred pound sandbag that I work with all the time. And so I start have forming uh, three thoughts while I envision my workout. I am determined. When I start to get gas, I'm just gonna say I'm determined, I'm determined, I'm determined, I'm determined. And that's what I did. And then on the first burpee and I laid on the floor, I thought, oh my God, that's what I thought, oh my God. <laughs> and then all I could hear was go, go, go. And then, so I went, I was flying through my burpees and, um, then I got to the sandbag cleans and that's when I would say, I'm strong, I'm strong. And the thing on that one was so strong, you tend to uh, not meet the standard, mm. right? So on sure. one of them, I didn't stand up all the way. That might've been the difference between first or second, I don't know. But um, but I, I flew through those, I thought, besides the one no rep. What does it feel like when you let it all go? Like you were kind of playing it safe so you didn't get hurt. And then all of a sudden you flip the switch and it's all gas, no brakes. What is that feeling like for you? That is a great feeling. That's, that's the same feeling I had in that, that uh, axle bar workout. Same feeling. It, uh, same feeling when I, um, did that those muscle ups with such a hurt shoulder, right? Um, yeah, same feeling. It's almost what people call being in the zone. Have you ever heard that? Or the flow state? Yep. I, the thing is, I don't experience it very often, but when I do, I love it, you know? Um, and those, I think that's what it was. It's got, I, I, I think I was in a flow state there. I mean, I wouldn't say, like on the bike, I was struggling. I was dying. But once I hit those burpees, I think it was a flow state. And then um, it just felt good, right? You know, when things yeah. are in your wheelhouse, it just feels good. Now, did I feel that on event one? No. Did I feel that on event, uh, what was it, Dickie? 
out on the turf? <laughs> no. Those, no. And then did I feel it on um, the muscle-up workout that led into the snatches that led into the row and you got to jump over a log? No. Yeah. But I love that workout, but that was so shoulder-intensive for me. And plus, they told us, they told us in the briefing that anybody, somebody who gets more muscle-ups than somebody else, they will place higher. They will place higher than somebody who um, doesn't get their muscle-ups, right? So I strove to get all 10. I did four unbroken, and then I don't know what I did. After that, it was, I had, I did it, though, in that three minutes, right? But I didn't win that lot. I, I, because when I got to the, I got, to, so my penalty somehow added up to be more than somebody who, who only did five muscle-ups. And you know what? That's fine. Good for her. You know what? <laughs> Good for her. It just made yeah. me try harder. I'll tell you. But my shoulder was, um, I was scared at that point. Because I haven't done 10 muscle-ups in less than three minutes in a very long time. I mean, my coach reminded me that um, that two months ago, I was struggling to get one. Okay? So, and it, was, it wasn't structural. It was all here. Does that make sense? Yeah, I was going to ask you, is that like a new injury? Or is that just since you've had... The rotator cuff surgery. No, just um, been... 2019 at the games, we had an overhead, overhead squat, two rep max, and um, I, I, I won that wad with uh, 160 pounds, and um, I was standing there holding the bar, holding it, waiting for my judge to give me a thumbs up, and waiting and waiting and waiting, and finally he went like this. And then my shoulder dislocated like this. Oh. Okay. And the bar hit me in the head. It was it was not a good memory. It's not a pleasant memory. It's a lot of um, fear that I had to overcome. So did that take you out of the games? Is that why you said you didn't do 2019? But you I technically. I did 2019. I took eight. Oh, okay. But I didn't finish, so I don't know how that works. But um. Right. I had two more workouts to do, but there was no way my shoulder was out of the socket. And that was the year that they took, they just had 10, right? Okay. I believe so. There's only wow. 10 this year, right? Correct. Yeah, it, was yeah it keeps changing. It's hard to keep up. I and know. I really, you know, I really, really loved it when it was 20 because you, I don't know, you just talk to more, you make more friends. And even though I, I'm not very talkative because I get nervous, okay? honest to god very nervous and um how can you say you're not talkative are you kidding me at, at the games oh my god i, I it's like it's hard to talk it's you become a shy talk. girl what was the so difference trying to focus and if somebody's telling me about their their stuff and then they ask me about my stuff i can't i was like it's like <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about me right now <laughs> yeah, you got too much to focus on. Was there a was there a difference in 2019 to to now in terms of I know in 2019 you guys were in the age group pavilion for your yeah. experience and then this year you got to be sort of on the big stage 
Um, even doing some of the workouts that the elite athletes did, right? That rinse and repeat workout. It, how was that experience for you? It's fun to do what the the youngins do, you know, kind of scale, whatever. Yeah, definitely fun to do that. Um, was it nice to kind of be in the Coliseum and have all the lights on? It and, is. It you is know. nice to be in the Coliseum. There's two, I think, groups there. You know, it's nice to be in the Coliseum, but it feels like it's empty. Mm. In the age group pavilion, it's packed. You yeah. have more people, and it felt really fun and exciting. So, I don't know. Personally, I'm, I don't care because all I'm trying to do is focus, but I've heard two camps on that right yeah so i want to talk about your family um you have i have it written down four kids 11 grandchildren what is your best day with those family members <laughs> best day if you could plan out the best day possible Oh my, oh my God. Oh my God. Best day ever. I would get up and would get the grandchildren that live here, or if they flew in, we would all go and we would go um, we'd go for a hike and catch lizards. And then we'd go get on the river and we'd paddleboard down. And then, um, and then we'd come home and everybody would come over and we'd have a leg of lamb and Greek potatoes and onions and Greek salad, and we'd all just hang out and laugh and laugh, and we honor my mom, and we talk stories about my dad, and yeah, that'd be a perfect day. I know now if you, you I... asked me that a long time ago, I might have said something different, like, "Oh, somehow I convinced my family to work out with me," but no, <laughs> I've given up on that. I love them; they lo they love to work out in their own ways, but. Um, I tell you, I I love it when I get to work out with my grandchildren. Yeah, I bet. So that is super fun. So exactly. now I know why Amy felt connected to you, because that is yeah, almost the exact day. perfect day for her. Oh, good. <laughs> yep. She loves anything outdoors, hiking, catching lizards, and being on the river. That is all her. <laughs> well, she made me, I felt that connection too. I did. I was shocked. Yes. I was like, you're talking to me? That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, she was she was bragging to us just Sunday about her new paddleboard. Oh, that, cool. that and she kayak. It's like inflatable. Yeah. How fun. That's that's what's fun is when they're inflatable and they're, you don't have to do this for an hour. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned working out with your grandkids. Do any of your family members do CrossFit? My daughter in, she lives in Wisconsin. Isn't that convenient? That oh, right. Was, that was a deciding, a part of a lean me towards going to Wisconsin was that she lives in Wisconsin and she was my right hand man, I'll tell you, during moments of insecurity. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, she had, she does CrossFit and she, she loves it and it's fun to her. She has four kids, five kids. And wow. um, I didn't forget one of them. It's, you know, you know how family families are blended and stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, she does CrossFit. And my son, Philip, he does, um, he likes to lift weights. 
that's how I used to be. I just want to lift weights. I just want to go push the metal. <laughs> I, I wanted to talk about that too, because you had a, a pretty, pretty awesome bodybuilding career as well, where you were the Colorado state champ yeah, in bodybuilding in the nineties. I was, I did do that <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Mm. <laughs> okay. This is really good. This is, I mean, talk about CrossFit being a catalyst for personal growth. This is, this is, this is for sure. Uh, and then the, the clarification that comes in your mind as you do CrossFit, it's really good. When I did bodybuilding uh, and fitness, uh, it was all about, bodybuilding was for a need of recognition. And I won this Colorado once, I don't remember what year, but I did, under the name Litside. And then- um, 1994. Is that what it was? Yeah. And then in, I did fitness and I took second at state and that, I remember going down to the judges and asking them, why did I take second? Mm. Wanted to know, cause you know, if you don't know how you get better, right? Right. And they said, you're just too damn muscular. Oh. Okay. So for Miss Fitness. Uh huh. <laughs> so, you wow. know, that was, it, you know, and I competed on a national level for bodybuilding. I can't even, junior USA or something. I think I took four. I can't even remember. I surely hope, I'm glad those days are over because I was crazy. Because I just needed some recognition. I, I just didn't feel like I could give it to myself yet. And then when I joined CrossFit, it wasn't about how you looked. Do you know how freeing that is? So freeing. I, it doesn't matter how you look, you just perform. If you can perform, that's what it's all about in CrossFit. You know, it seems like it, you know? Yeah. And then, then here's the evolution for me. When I hurt myself so bad, um, now I can't do, now I can't perform. Now it's not, a, and then before it was not about looks anymore. It wasn't about perfect physique. What, who am I? Where do I find my validation? And so those three years between the games, I had a lot of personal growth in that by figuring out that um, I'm more than CrossFit and that I have a great life. Of, I'm a good person. I have a great family. I love my kids. I love, I love everything about, 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 um, my life, even though sometimes it's very difficult, but, um, yeah, does that make sense? So it's not about recognition. It's extrinsic sure. reward. It's not about, um, what I can do because we all are going to grow older, meaning training age and might not be able to do what we could do. And then now it's about who I am. I'm a good person. I love people. I love my family. I, I love people I coach. Um, I'm trying to make a difference in people's lives because that is very important to me. Yeah. Pe people don't remember what you looked like or what you did. They remember how you made them feel. 
Oh, I right. love that. How, how you treat people. Yeah, I agree with that. And I love that. I love that. I, I, yeah. Uh, you know, CrossFit, <clears throat> CrossFit lets you know you can do hard things. Yeah. Right. If you can get through a CrossFit workout, regardless of the scale, the whatever, if you can get through that, you can do hard things. That's right. And that's what I love about it. And, you know, every good story has to have the hurdle that you overcome. And that's why you're such an inspiration because you've had all these hurdles and you've overcome all of those to be this amazing person that just lit up the room at the press conference. And <laughs> really yeah, nice. you have, yeah, you have seven medals, <laughs> that's so but nice. you're also this like shining light that we wanted to talk to. That's so cool. Thank you so much. I, it's an honor. It's a privilege. I, I know this it's special to me and I, you know, my parents are my dad, you know, but my mom's old and I know you live off memories when you're older, older. So sure. It's a great memory. The, the last question I have for you, and then I'll turn it over to Kat to finish up, but your grandkids, <clears throat> they see their jacked grandma out on the field, winning all these medals. What, what do they say to you and what, what are their thoughts on your CrossFit career? <laughs> my, my, my grandson does. He says, you're going to do that again. I said, yeah, I'm going to do that again. He says, well, good luck. He's 14. And then I come home and he goes, you won? I go, yeah, how about that? He goes, my Grammy, <laughs> you know, he loves me. They all, they say, good job, you know, but you have to remember that's that. You know, CrossFit and winning and all the fluff that comes from it and adulations of people proud of you and stuff, that's that. But what do they want with me? My grandkids want me to be able to do whatever they want to do. I want right. to, so that's my fun functional fitness is that I can do and go and be for my, my grandkids. You know what I mean? And you know, my kids ever, my kids ever want to jump on the boat. They're more than welcome, you know, <laughs> you know, I, let's go on some adventures. I mean, that is the most exciting thing to me is like, I took my youngest, my second to youngest grandchild, daughter, Zoe, with me. They let me take her. I'm so happy they let me take her to Denver last week, this yesterday, last weekend. And I have my mom in the wheelchair. I have her in the backpack and we're going shopping. I mean, I don't know very many people who can physically do that, that and still be okay and have a sort of good time. It's really challenging. I, I, and I remember pushing my mom and baby on my back. I was thinking, I can do hard things. I can do hard things. <laughs> Just like a workout at the games. I can do hard things. Because <laughs> you gotta, you know, at the games at least you're not worrying about other people's safety, maybe my own. Right. But right. here I got these two, my two frail people, and it was just a really good experience. It just speaks volumes for CrossFit. You know what I mean? And I mean I'm mentally more tough and I physically could handle it. Do you see what I mean? There's really oh yeah. Yeah. Tying both ends of the spectrum age-wise together for a, a, a day out that will be a memory forever. Forever, forever. And I just really wanted, I mean, I had a, a, 
an ulterior motive. I really wanted my mom to see her um, brother and sister and niece. So it was really, really important. So that's great. That's great. So it sounds like you use CrossFit, the methodology to sort of stay young, stay connected with your family, do the things. And that this whole CrossFit games thing is really just kind of the icing on the cake. Oh yeah. It's the icing on the cake. A fun, I did fun not stuff. expect this to tell you the truth. I went and I, I mean, I, I was hoping that, that, that I, nothing wrong with being 10th in the world. Right. You know what I mean? But I was hoping that I didn't do that. <laughs> And I did all right. Yeah. I did all right. So that's awesome. Well, you've definitely be the, been the icing on our podcast today for <laughs> sure. Thanks. A, a delight and a treat. Um, well, we're so happy that you were able to come and join us. And uh, we look forward to whatever comes of the future in terms of competition, family, life, grandkids, all of that. We'll be watching. Well, um, if you guys ever need anything, I'm here. We appreciate it. Same goes for you. If you need yeah. anything from us, if there's anything we can help you with, please let us know. Okay. Well, thank you for having me. It's really Yeah, thank you so much, Mary Beth. Yeah, big hug. Yes, big hugs. <laughs> <laughs> well, give Amy one too, okay? We will. Okay. We will. Okay. Thank you so much for joining Clydesdale Media for today's episode. If you liked what you hear, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and make sure you hit the notifier so you're the first to know when new episodes are out. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time with Clydesdale Media.